You are about to listen to a message from Matt Holcomb, student pastor of the Elevate Student Culture for Ashburn Baptist Church, Orland Park, Illinois. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in 1 Timothy 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4. In verse 12, it says, very popular verse, says, Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believer, but set the believers an example in speech and conduct and love and faith and purity. Uh, so I, I was praying about what to do next for Elevate, and I came across this, this little curriculum, and I kind of, I bought it, and I, I turned it into my own. But it's going to be a four-week study on being reckless. Um, students are not on vacation from responsibility, especially when it comes to the things of God. Uh, the student years are the launching pad for God's mission in our life. Um, and, you know, all throughout the Bible, God does not have a different standard for students and adults. It, it's all the same. Um and that's why the verse exists here. Don't let anyone despise you because of your youth, but be an example in word and conduct. Um, so tonight we're going to look, or today, I'm sorry, we're going to look at reckless words. Um, words are powerful. Um, you know, I was just watching the episode of The Office where Michael spreads a lot of gossip and he goes around saying, how do you untell words? And and you don't, You you can't untell words. And even in a, in a joking matter, sometimes words can haunt us for one, five, even 10 years. Um, I know some hurtful things that people said out of anger and they didn't mean, but I still remember the words. They've since apologized. They've since said, hey, man, I want you to know I didn't really mean that. Um, I'm sorry. Do you forgive me? And of course, I've forgiven them, but I still remember the words. I'm like, man, those really stung. And when I say reckless words, I know you're probably thinking, oh, he's talking about those those four letter words that are that are bleeped out during sport interviews or that are uh, uh, just the, the cuss words, you know. But no, we're going to look at different types of, of words that we use in our everyday life. And we probably don't even realize we use them. Um, each person speaks around 18 to 25,000 words a day. That's a lot of words. Um, we post Facebook statuses. We tweet. We Instagram. We talk through our TikToks. We text all the time. And you may have even heard this, the phrase, you know, we've all heard it growing up. Our parents told us to say it when, you know, we were five and people were making fun of us. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's not true. Sticks and stones are actually 10 times more powerful I mean, I'm sorry, words are more powerful than sticks and stones. And in Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 says, Let no corrupt uh, talk come out of your mouths, but only such is as good for build up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption, that all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. So, slander. You know, the Bible mentions slander. That's a reckless word. What is slander? It's the spread 
with the idea of hurting someone else. So it's it's rumors. Um, rumors are so powerful today because social media is a fire. Once something gets going on social media, it's hard to put that fire out. And a lot of times, slandering is is done in a revenge-filled way. We don't necessarily necessarily know that uh, why that is going on, but we know that somebody is spreading a rumor uh, about us. And a lot of times, you find out things yourself that aren't true, but you're like, "Oh, wow, I never knew that." Because of somebody slandering, and like I said. Um, it is so dangerous in today's world because of social media and because it's so easy to just, oh, this person did this. And then all of a sudden everybody knows and whether or not it's true, that person is forever affected by that slander. Gossip is another way. You know, I was just telling you about that episode from The Office where Michael goes around and, and spreading rumors about everyone. And then all of a sudden he's like, how can I how can I untell words? Uh, saying anything about anyone without them knowing or having their permission. It can also be defined as talking or writing about another person or situation with resi- with desire or intention to hurt them. Gossip can be a truth or a lie, just like slander. Um, once you get going, it's it's that wildfire. It's pouring gas on fire. Like I told you that story when I was a teenager and I poured the gas on fire. When you start gossiping about people, it's so dangerous. Because we don't know what that person's going through. We don't know whether or not what we're gossiping is true. Are we repeating it? Are we starting it? That is very reckless. And then another reckless word is lies. I mean, obviously. Half-truths, white lies, exaggerations. Um, Satan, the devil himself, is the father of lies. So it's like, do we really want to be, when we're lying, do we really want to be associated with Satan? So. I don't know if I said this at the beginning, but our words either give life or they take away or they take away um, uh, life. There's a verse in Proverbs. I didn't write it down, but it says death and life are in the power of the tongue. So whatever you say is going to determine whether or not somebody could live. Um, And we see that. Again, all over today, people are committing suicide because of what somebody said to them. So how do we give life by our words? Well, number one, we have to stop and think before we speak. Um, back in Ephesians verse uh, verse 30, it says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Thinking before we speak, uh, so hard. I mean, that's hard for me. A lot of times when I say something, it surprises me. I'm like, oh, did I, did that really just come out of my mouth? Um, you might have heard these statements before and it's kind of an excuse for us to be reckless with our words. Well, I'm just being honest. I don't mean to be mean, but I'm just being real with you. Don't take this the wrong way, but, and we do this all the time. You know, I say it. I mean, I'm just being real with you, but you're kind of an idiot. I've said that to some of my coworkers. And as I was studying for this lesson, I was like, man, I'm so convicted because our words are so powerful. So think before you speak. And if 
especially when it comes to these these slanders and these gossips that uh, we might have the tendency to spread. So ask ourselves these five questions, and it's super easy. It applies to everybody. Is it true? Uh, the more interesting it is, the more likely it is to be false. So uh, you ever heard this one guy, back to the lie part, that did everything over the summer after vacation? You know, he had – he went to Alaska to hunt wolverines with his uncle or he – he went to NASA and was hand selected to be the next astronaut, or he fought a cop in Rome, and people are telling all these stories. Uh, yeah, that's probably a lie. And then when you start to spread these and you maybe make fun of them, the more interesting it is, it's probably false. So, is it true? Is it helpful? Will your words help bring about a solution to a problem? All right. So, if you speak in your words, is it going to help or hinder the situation? Is it inspiring? Will they build somebody up or will they tear somebody down? Is it necessary that we have to say anything at all? You know, growing up in the South, I don't know if it's really set up here in Chicagoland, but growing up in the South, we always heard, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And so that applies so much with, with reckless words. And then is it kind? Are your words based on a desire to help people or are they based on a desire to tear somebody down? So number one was stop and think before we speak. Number two is start giving kindness and compassion. Verse 32, one of the most common verses in the Bible. Be kind one to another. All right. Tender hearted. What would happen if kindness and compassion were given to one another? What ha What would happen if instead of fighting each other in today's society, we just decided to be kind to each other. We decided to build people up with our words, or we decided to to put past our differences and say, hey, I'm going to be nice to you, and I'm going to be compassionate toward you, because I may not understand your situation, but I understand that you might be going through something. So I'm going to be kind and compassionate toward you. This is the new life in Christ. We have his power in our lives as Christians. Jesus always responded with kindness toward others. Always. There is never a time in the Bible where somebody beseeched Jesus and he was like, I need something. And Jesus said, get away from me. No, Jesus always had compassion toward, toward the leper or the sinner or the people that were kind of the outcasts of society, so to speak. Jesus had compassion toward and then uh, give life by forgiving others. You know, earlier it says put away all bitterness. I don't know much about science. Um, some people love science. I am not one of those people. I actually don't like science. But I know that the most powerful acid in the world that can melt through tanks, that can melt through steel do whatever it wants has something science has got together and they've compounded these elements to make a container for this acid bitterness is like an acid in your body your internals your emotions they're the container for that bitterness but unlike the world's most powerful acid that can melt through things bitterness will destroy you it will destroy you from the inside out. You'll lose peace. You'll lose hope. 
you'll think the world is out to get you. Even though it's not, you will think it is because of bitterness. And it's like, oh my goodness, this person, he hates me. And it's something that was said like 10 years ago, but we're still holding on to it because we won't forgive him. At the end of verse 32, it says, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Uh, Even though people don't always deserve it, we should still forgive them because Jesus has forgiven us. And we didn't deserve, we don't still deserve the forgiveness of Jesus. And it's so much easier to hold on to what people are what people said to us it's so much easier to hold on to that hurt than to just forgive them and let it go if we give into the bitterness we are living recklessly and and paul says you know forgiving one another what if jesus decided he wasn't going to forgive you it's like uh no i remember that time you said this about me or i remember the time you did this about me and if, if Jesus did that to us, we would be in so much trouble. Words possess power. And when it comes to the, the idea of bitterness, words still possess power. And when we're holding on to bitterness, our words become so harsh. We think of the time that one person helped us. And maybe we've moved on. Maybe we've moved past it. But all of a sudden that one person comes along. And then they start talking and you're like, yeah, I remember you, punk. Uh, And then we lash out with our words. In Proverbs 18.21. I did write that verse down from earlier. I just wrote it down in a different place. So Proverbs 18.21. Verse 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Fruit. So death and life are in the power of the tongue. And when it comes to the idea of, of gossip and bitterness and slander and lies, all, all of the words we say determine whether or not somebody could live or die. A few years ago, Netflix produced a series called 13 Reasons Why. And it depicted a young girl by the name of Hannah Baker, uh, who uh, committed suicide. She was a young high school student, and she committed suicide. And uh, nobody really knew why, but she left 13 tapes, 13 videos of why she committed suicide. And some of those tapes, it's a fiction story, but it happens every day. Some of those stories were because she was bullied words played a part and it's a biblical concept they didn't know when netflix produced the show based off the book they didn't know they were uh they did not know they were uh um preaching a bible concept they just understood that the words hurt and that people died because of words and in Matthew Matthew chapter 12 Matthew chapter 12 in verse 36 says I tell you on the day of judgment 
people will give an account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. So every reckless word we say, we will give an account for what we say. Every time we we slander somebody, we're going to be held accountable. Every time we gossip, we're going to be held accountable. Every time we lie, we're going to be held accountable. But we're also going to be held accountable for words because by your words you will be justified. So we are called to live a reckless life for the things of God, not against the things of God. Gossip, slander, lies, bitterness, it's all reckless against God. So how do we live reckless for God? I gave you three ways with your words. Stop and think before you speak. Start giving kindness and compassion and give life by forgiving others. And then you can use your words to show the love of Jesus with them. Our words are a great form of showing reckless love for, for our words are a great way to show reckless love for others. We are given the opportunity to encourage each other. We need a ministry of giving life by our words. I'm excited for the series. Uh, we're going to learn about it. Uh, reckless love in a few weeks. But other than that, I am done. So let's pray. God, I thank you for this day. I thank you uh, for the ones that showed up. I pray that uh, many else, many others would listen to this on the podcast. And I pray that. Uh, you will help us be servants with your words and not be reckless and help us understand that there's life and death in the power of tongue. And I ask all these things in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Elevate Student Culture podcast. If you have any questions about the message or would like to know more about becoming a Christian, feel free to contact Matt at matthew.holcomb at ashburnbaptist.com.